This is Defiance County Economic Development's Working It Podcast, proudly sponsored by Defiance County Ohio Means Jobs. Join us as we take a behind-the-scenes look at innovative companies located right here in our great county, working hard to make dynamic products and services for the nation and the world. Along with today's special guest, here's your host, Erica Willitzer. Thanks for joining us for the Working It podcast. I'm your host, Erica Willitzer. This program is proudly sponsored, as you just heard, by Ohio Means Jobs. We will be talking about workforce in just a bit. I have our special guest in studio today, Mayor Mike McCann of Defiance. How are you doing today? Thrilled to be here, Erica. I always look forward to this. I don't understand quite why we don't do this more often. We should, because we... We talk a lot on the phone, right? Uh, every day. Right. And we don't really, honestly, get to just sit down and, like, talk about maybe some of the successes. We're always just hunting for the and next so we, thing. We text more often than that, and it's kind of, after a while, I guess, I'm not much into lengthy texts. You know, it's just, I'm going to call you. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of cool stuff that's happening in the city of Defiance, actually throughout the county, but Defiance is the biggest, and um, and I would say you you would clearly say it's the best, right? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> the other mayors would say yeah. they're the best, but we have some great things that are, that are happening. We just had a major announcement. A lot of people, I guess, don't realize when we have these big announcements, it truly takes an entire team to pull it off. And we had Metal X that was announced. They're going to be taking up the majority of Enterprise Industrial Park, which isn't, you have more of the history on this than, than I do. Enterprise Industrial Park, give me a little bit of that history. Well, it was, it was a vision that uh, two gentlemen that have now passed away, Larry and Ray Plummer, brothers, obviously, that they had a quarter of a century ago. And uh, they started buying up ground. They worked very closely with the county commissioners and the city of Defiance. Uh, they got some grant money to put in some infrastructure in roads, water lines, sewer lines, gas lines. And then it sat there, Erica, for, as you know, years and years and years, decades. It sat there. And there just didn't seem to be a whole lot going on. A lot of comments made about the, the access into the park wasn't the best. But then when you get people out there, they'd look at it and you'd say, well, about the access? And they'd just shrug their shoulders and say, that's no big deal. So what we just had to do was get people out there because once you get them there and they start to look around, they say, this is amazing. And, you know, that's what happened with TKI a few years ago uh, to Sandra Curley. Uh, when they came in, uh, one of their principals, Larry, my buddy Larry, I just remember him vividly. I remember him saying, once they told me Defiance was on the short list, I knew I wanted Defiance. And, and so that meant a lot to us. And then along came Project Cube that we now know is, is Metal X. And it was the same thing. When we started to meet with that family, uh, we knew that was something that we wanted here in our city. And, and it's a great thing. And sadly, uh, Larry and Ray aren't here to see that happen, at, at least not in person. Uh, they were both aware of the TKI, so they were excited about that. Larry uh, was near the end, but he did know what was happening, so we're happy about that. But this is just super amazing, and uh, it's just a fun time to be involved in economic development. But I think where you're going with that is 
what people won't appreciate is how long behind the scenes we're working on that. And, and people would say to me, what you work on? I said, well, we're working on stuff. We're working on things. <laughs> and then you think, well, who's all involved? Well, your office here and, and your staff and the city offices and, and our staff, you know, including the Board of Control, including the Engineering Division. At the county level, the commissioners are involved. We have townships sometimes involved. We have Warren in the engineer's office. And it, it's fatiguing talking about all the involvement. Well, you're forgetting the state is involved. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, the, <laughs> the state's involved as well, but they're probably not listening. So um, they won't be too offended. But you're right. And some of this stuff goes all the way up to Governor DeWine's office and, and, and the Lieutenant Governor Husted and, and, and his staff. They're involved as well, wanting to know what's going on. And, and you know, they want to make these things happen. Well, Metal X is, um, it's going to be an aluminum plant where they make aluminum for all sorts of different products. They'll be making the big aluminum slabs for vehicles, for aluminum cans. I mean, anything that's, you know, aluminum, that's what they do. So uh, we're very excited to, to have them here. It's a $300 million investment in 180 new positions. They know that that's going to probably be more than that. These are good paying jobs. And um, I just remember we had one of your councilmen come with us on a tour when we went and scouted out their plant so we that's what's involved too that people don't realize we we scout these companies out to make sure they're going to be a good fit for our communities and uh, i remember that uh, one of the councilmen said we're we're, we're bringing back more advanced manufacturing right. to defiance that's what we were founded on and that's uh, they were so happy about that this has been a manufacturing industrial facility for its entire 200 years it, it just has it started out at the very basics and like furniture making and all of those sorts of things. And now it's blossomed to, you know, at one time, the largest gray iron foundry in the world, everything that John Spanville's doing, the nifty things that Balcam's doing, ARP's dairy making spectacular chip dip and sour cream and putting out a wonderful milk product. I mean, you just go on and on and on. I've slighted many, many of our manufacturing facilities here in the city, but, and I don't mean to do that, but I, I just wanted to give a flavor for the fact that you can drive around town and you, you see a little bit of everything going on. We have plenty of manufacturing facilities, but it's diverse manufacturing where at one time, when I was a younger fella, we were pretty much tied to the automobile industry. And so went the automobile industry. So went Defiance, Ohio. When things were good, we were doing good. Mm -hmm. But when they weren't so good or the automobile industry was on strike, things weren't very good here. But we've vastly diversified. And uh, so we're, we are much more resilient to swings in the economy. I mean, we, we whipped right through COVID without really too much trouble. You know, that's the one thing that I think that we really, we try hard about is having diversification. That's what well, you would, Yeah. What, what, what you said is true. And, and with that, Keller Logistics yes. uh, just moved their HQ, uh, their headquarters, over to the Credit Adjustment Building. I'm sure that the city was jump, uh, jumping up and down when we found out that building was filled. We were jumping up and down and dancing. So, I mean, <laughs> we, we were doing it all, and we were celebrating, and, and so pleased that that's working out for Brian. You know, he at, that, at the time that building became available, he was working with the architects to build his new headquarters, and he started to look at what that was going to cost and what the availability and the cost of the credit adjustments building was or Mammoth Tech. And Brian's like, it makes solid business sense to go there for now. And there's going to be another additional 200 jobs 
um, with that announcement. Yeah. So, and that those are very different jobs than the advanced manufacturing jobs. Right. So again, you have that diversification. And what I'm hoping happens with some of these these great announcements is that we're going to get some housing developers that right. come into so, our area. Right. But you know, you've just talked about 380 job new jobs coming to our city, and and that's what we can announce, right? Yeah, that's what we can announce, exactly. Because there's more yeah. we're working well, on. Well, yeah, that's right. Yeah, so housing, what's the component there that, that we need to talk about? And I was at a conference last week where one of the breakouts discussed workforce development. And although I know they wanted to talk about how we're going to prepare people for the workforce, uh, technical training, vocational training, the things that I know your office works on every day, and, and we need to discuss that, but... I threw the idea out that what we need in Defiance, Ohio, is more people for the workforce. And how do you bring more people to your city? You, you bring them and you let them move into homes. But sadly, there's very few places to move into. Our efforts to get a new apartment development on the north side have been somewhat stymied, but that project is moving along now. We've just got one little thing to cure uh, follow through with the U.S. EPA, and I know that's being worked on today. Uh, we've gotten some excellent help from a fellow named Archie in uh, Bowling Green with Ohio EPA. And uh, so we're, we're working on that. That development's going to happen. That's exciting, and that will create other opportunities. We have our senior development over on Latchaw Drive that uh, is moving along, and they're going to be here in February to finalize some arrangements with us. So there is Plenty, plenty, plenty of things going on, but we need more housing. And, you know, the phrase goes around affordable housing, workforce housing. We just need housing. We need housing opportunities. Uh, and, and maybe if it's a higher-end home, then somebody moves out of a mid-range home, and uh, that creates a mid-range opportunity for somebody. It's happening. There's been more interest in uh, housing discussions uh, the last few months, and there probably has the eight years I've been mayor, but we're going to get there. And I think a lot of that is tied to some of the job requirements or the job needs that are going to be coming. They need housing. They're going to have these high-paying jobs coming in. So it is going to be a ripple effect. I know I've reached out to some housing developers um, the last several weeks because I know these announcements just came through. And they're saying, yep, let's talk. Let's let's have a meeting. So I'm in the works of getting those meetings scheduled. So I think that that's where it comes. Is just you have to have high demand. And now we have it. But I remember when I first started about three years ago, um, it seems like just a day ago, but I felt like we we both had, we would reach out. It was hard to get them to even look at us. It is hard. It is, it, it is hard. And, you know, the, the thing is, is no matter where they build that house, the cost to build it is roughly the same. The cost to buy the ground, the cost to put in the infrastructure, the roads, the sidewalks, the water lines, the sewer lines, the storm sewer lines, the gas lines, the communications lines. How many more lines are you going to Well, there's say? a lot of lines, Erica. But I, when they, by the time they build all that stuff, they're going to have, and buy the ground, you're having upwards of $70,000 per little lot. Then you have to build the house. And so it's pretty easy to see that, a $200,000 home is pretty much out of the question, and you're going to be in the $300,000 range. But it does make a difference where they build that. That's about what the cost is going to be. And in other markets, as close as Perrysburg, as close as Waterville, they can sell that house for 10 15 20% more. Investment's the same, 
but the return on that investment is bigger in some of these larger, uh, more larger metropolitan areas, Toledo market, for example. And it's the same way in Fort Wayne. And we're equal distance either way you go. I am starting, I've been monitoring that, and I am seeing where that gap is closing. Yes, it is. So that's positive news. It absolutely is. And some of the conversations I've been having with the developers, they're saying, if you can just help us out with some uh, incentives, and the state is now sending down some new incentives. So I think that the doors are starting to open. So fingers crossed we can, I mean, but with, like you said, we've got the 300 unit market rate apartment complex coming. That's going to be a great addition to our community. Oh, it absolutely is. You bet. Yeah. It's it's coming. It's going to happen. I think you and I are a lot alike. We know it won't happen as quickly as we would like it to, but it will happen. Yes. Good things come to those who wait is something my mother always said. Oh, well, you're going to have to say that to me more. <laughs> um, another thing that we have both realized is um, we've really shifted the way when we're like, let's say there's times when we do site visits with the state, but there's a lot of times when we do site visits with, where it's just you and me, like taking companies around, right? And we've noticed that they really care about what the community looks like, what the downtown is about, what the amenities are. And um, I just wanted you to speak on that because I know that's a passion of yours. Well, it is. And, you know, it's it's sort of interesting because we don't necessarily select where we take people on a tour of our city. We take them everywhere because we want them to see the entire community. We, we do simply because I don't think you're being fair if you don't show them some of the areas where we need to work harder and so we show them, we tell them what we're doing to revitalize neighborhoods, what we're doing with our park system, and they're open, they're amenable to that because, you know, we never know where they came from, but we know that some of the warts we have here, they have those same warts where they came from. So I think they appreciate the fact how honest we are in talking about our city and letting them know what we're doing to make it a great place to live. And and uh, we are every every day in our new comprehensive plan that we may get to here and our parks master plan that we're pursuing are two things that we're doing to enhance that quality of life. And again, I don't think I can say it enough, make this a great place to live. Well, when it comes to like the planning stuff that you were talking about, that's key too. So when we are up with talking to these corporations, whether it's local companies that are already like planning, they're already here, but they're planning to expand and we're talking to their, you know, corporate officers or a new company coming in, they want to know that you have a game plan and the city of defiance has a game plan. We just completed city councils adopted a 10 year comprehensive plan. And people say, well, what's a comprehensive plan? And it's a comprehensive plan. It talks about all levels of planning for our city, what we want to do across the board with uh, public infrastructure, what we want to do with our parks, what we want, how we want to collaborate with our schools, including Defiance College, what we want to do about workforce, what we want to do about all things economic development, housing, retail, manufacturing, what we want to do in our downtown. A key point is what we want to do in our downtown. So it's it's a comprehensive, comprehensive plan. And one of the things in that comprehensive plan is that the city would conduct a parks and riverfront master plan. Erica, we have three rivers in the city of Defiance. I know you know that. But we haven't done anything to capitalize on those rivers to speak of. And a few years ago, we opened up our rivers a little bit. We cut some of the brush down that was growing along them. 
And people said to me, I never realized we had such a great view of our rivers until we cut all that brush down. And it's like, ooh, this is kind of neat. What's next? And that's what people ask me all the time. What are we going to do to improve the access to our rivers? That's what, throughout the summer of 2024, the, the, the residents of this city and this area are going to have the opportunity to offer input onto what we should do with riverfront development and parks improvements. And I hope all 17,000 of us, plus the people that live around us, the people that live in Brunersburg, the people that live in Ayersville, the people that live out in Sherwood that come to Defiance and, and use the assets we have here and spend money, I hope they too will offer their input. You invited me to sit in on that comprehensive development plan. And I remember the consultant brought this picture out of Preston Island where people were back in, I don't know what year it was, but it was a long time ago. Before the 1913 flood. It was so cool. They had their top hats on, their fancy umbrellas, and they were all going over there. It was like an amusement park of some sort. And it's like, back then they were utilizing the river and we want to get back to where we're, you know, making it vibrant again. Yeah. You know, because of flooding, I don't think doing anything on the island would be too feasible other than making it a a nature, recreational, an area to walk around. But beyond that, there are so many things we could do with our riverfront that uh, we just haven't quite capitalized on it yet. And that's something that you guys are planning on doing. You've been doing a lot of work with the local parks. I mean, I don't know where you want to start. You guys are really on that. We don't have all day to talk about just that. There's so many other things to do. But uh, we, we did request for qualifications for people to submit why we should choose that company to work on our parks master plan. We have those. Uh, that deadline was just a week or so ago. So we have that in hand and we are analyzing those now. And out of that analyzing, we will select someone. And I'm excited. I've thumbed through some of them and looked at some of these companies. It's pretty darn exciting of what they have to offer. And some of their resumes are pretty impressive. I bet. Well, I'm excited to, to see what comes of that. Also, with downtown, there's a lot of activity. I, I mean, I feel like anytime we take somebody through our downtown, they talk about, well, this is a really nice downtown. You guys have some new plans that are coming for the downtown, right? We do. And, and uh, thank you for asking that question. But you're right. I frequently am complimented on how nice our downtown is. So first and foremost, what we need to get kicked off here is, and we've talked about it for several years now, are the pedestrian safety enhancements in our downtown, where we will be eliminating a right turn in red, on red on, at all of our traffic locations, uh, intersections, where anywhere we have signalized intersections, uh, Wayne and Second, um, and throughout our downtown. It's not something we necessarily wanted to do. It's something we have to do because we've had too many car pedestrian counters encounters where people are turning right on red. We've had some injuries as well, sadly. The president of your city council was yes. hit. Hit once and almost hit a second time. So it was pretty apparent that, that, that at least to President McMaster, that we need to get something done. And, and so we, we worked with ODOT to get their blessing, to move ahead with this. They've offered some funding. So we've gotten that funding as well. So throughout the summer here, I'm guessing... Sometime in July, the signs will be up, uh, lights will be reprogrammed to try and continue to move traffic along and not hold you up too long. Uh, That will be the number one complaint, Erica, is people are going to say, I still had to sit at that light for three minutes. You don't have to sit at a light for three minutes now as long as you are where you're supposed to be at that intersection. It just seems like three minutes. 
It should never be <laughs> more than about a minute, but I know the light at third and Clinton can be a little bit uh, moody, and sometimes you have to sit there a little bit longer at that light for whatever. Maybe it's just me. Maybe it knows who I am. I don't know. <laughs> it uh, That particular light can, 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 again, be a little bit difficult to get to change. But we'll make all those switches out of the gate. Will it be exactly the way we want it? No. Will it require some tweaking? So, yes. Yeah. So, you know, that's the first thing. We'll get that done. Um, then the, the other thing that we're going to we'll have our second year of our facade program. So applications for grants, uh, 50% match for facade type work will be available through the Defiance Development Visitors Bureau, DDVB, Kirsty Max, the director. And uh, those applications, I believe, are being gathered now. Uh, we had more applications a year ago than we had money. We expect that to be the case this year. And uh, I'm sure we'll be doing it again and again and again. But facade work, so things like new windows, new doors. Uh, we had a couple buildings get some paint work. You want to do shutters. You want to do awnings. You want to do canopies. All of those things. And the one thing that's not really facade-related is there's also grant money available to do roof work. Originally, I kind of turned up my nose at that, but then very excellent analysis was made. If you don't have a solid roof, you don't have anything. So we've included roof in that grant program. And I think very soon, as you well know, we're working on our sign code and, and uh, our zoning code work right now. And I think very soon we meaning the administration and city council are going to possibly make some money available, not in 24, but looking in maybe into budget 25, we'll be making money available to do some signs. We really want to see some of our businesses downtown, and some already have, step up their sign game a little bit. Uh, I believe our new code will allow perpendicular signs, uh, signs with lighting, interior lit signs, nothing flashing. We can't have flashing. There's too much going on and and uh, we don't want flashing, but some lit signs, that'd be pretty cool. And we're excited to work through that sign code. Uh, we're expecting that in April. Nice. And then parking. Everybody always complains, but is that? Are, I remember in the comp plan, you guys took a look in the parking situation too, right? Right. And, you know, I, I know it offends some people when I say this, but we don't really feel like we have as serious a parking problem as some people state. We think we have a little bit of a walking problem uh, in that people, if they can't park directly in front of a business, uh, they're not going to go in, and we need to overcome that a little bit. I will admit the 300 block where Cabin Fever Coffee is, where Meeks Pastry Shop is, uh, you know, Schweitzer Realty or Grant Insurance. It's hard know, to pop in and pop out. That, yeah. that particular block is tough. And, yeah. But generally, I never try to park on Clinton Street. And I'll park on one of the side streets, or I'll even go back to Perry or Wayne, and I'll park in one of those public parking lots. There's a lot of parking lots back there. Uh, they're all on a map. They're all labeled with a little blue sign that says public parking. And so that, that's the direction I generally go when I'm trying to park. And Lord knows I could use a little exercise. I think we all could use a little <laughs> exercise. But no, I think it's just a misconception. So like when you park at Walmart, you a lot of times park way out, right? Yeah. It just doesn't seem like it's that far, but it's probably just as far as what yeah, you're saying. And, and you know, if you park at any of our supermarkets, any of those you go into, if all you want is milk, you have to walk all the way through the store. So honestly, by the time you park your car, walk in, 
walk to the back of the store to get milk, you've walked a good city block. And, and, and so I'm sure people never look at it like that. And probably not very many people go to the grocery to just buy milk. No, but, people just order their stuff online now. Right. Here. Well, that's true. That's that's what my daughter does. I like to go to the grocery. People say, I see you in the grocery a lot. And I, and you know, it's, why would he be in the grocery so much when it's just Lori and me? But you like to cook. Uh, no, I like, I see people. Oh. <laughs> it's, it's how what? I see my constituents. Okay. So, you know, I walk through the grocery and I go different times and different grocery stores and I see different people and, and, uh, so after you're you're done being mayor and I start seeing you every time in the grocery store, it's just because you're wanting to hang out with people. That's what I want to hang out. Okay. All right. <laughs> most people I hang may out be in a lawn chair and hang out in your office. Oh, geez. Well, more, most people hang out in other places. I got a but... rocking chair for Christmas. <laughs> I'm not sure what my kids are trying to tell me. Oh, I know what they're telling yeah. you. Yeah. Well, anyways, anything else that you'd like to, to say? We're, we're out of time. And what do you want for 20? I mean, you listed a whole lot there. But 2024, just kicking off, what are some of the things that you're hoping happens in 2024 that, I mean, there's a lot that's well, already happened. Well, you is coming, and that's exciting. And the other things that we have in the pipeline, it would be good to get some resolution on these economic projects that are in the pipeline. We want them to come, but if they're not coming, I guess I'd like to know that too. We'd like to see a bigger bump in our local income taxes than what we saw in 23. And there's reasons why 23 was up, but not as up as much as what we'd like. I'd like to get a little further along on the housing. Do I think we'll build a lot of houses yet in 24? A lot of houses? No. Are we going to be building some? We absolutely yes, are. For we sure. both know that. But uh, so I'd like to see more of that get off the ground. I'd like to see the pedestrian safety enhancements go smoothly downtown. And I would ask that all of our pedestrian and driving public still be mindful of safety, but also be patient a little bit while we tweak the system a little bit. Like to see us, um, we're going to be sending out requests for proposals very soon on the 1918 campus. I'd like to see something really killer come back on that and uh, create some vibrancy that we've been looking for. You know, and, and on that note, on the 1918 building, it's like, I, I, like creating a downtown ecosystem. If you brought in Something that's really magnificent. I know you've talked about a boutique uh, hotel or let's say, you know, let's say a tech company takes it over. That brings foot traffic to our downtown. That helps feed the other shops. That's what we, we need and that's what we want. That's a game changer for our downtown. And, yeah. and what Brian Keller and Jake Oberlin are doing at um, the 300 block yep. is, is going to be part of that game changer. But you're you're right. It's it's something we need to get done, and uh, we won't get it done. Yeah, we will. Fingers crossed. It might not be in 2024, but it'll no, be it something. It may not be. I don't want to say there's there's no hurry here. We have a huge sense of urgency of getting things done. But I'm going to go back to that statement a little bit ago. Good things come to those who wait. You know, there has been, I had somebody that's an outsider looking into Defiance County and the city of Defiance. They made a comment. I, I guess I made a comment, like you probably make comments, like this just doesn't happen fast enough. And they said, you need to stop. Like there's been so much activity in your county, in the city of Defiance specifically. You need to stop and like look back and think, okay, you, there's been a lot of really amazing things happening. And I think that's that's I think that's our problem. <laughs> when, when I have one of those days where dawn, some, not much has happened lately, you're absolutely correct, Erica. You have to sit back and reflect. 
on all the great things that have happened. Yeah, and there's going to be more great things. we're blessed. Things. Yes, we are blessed, and more great things are just ahead, right? They sure are, I promise you. And they're going to happen tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, things we are... just don't know which tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, thanks for being on our podcast. We really appreciate having you here. Thrilled to be here. Yep. Thank you for joining us. This podcast is proudly sponsored by Ohio Means Jobs of Defiance County. Find all of our working episodes on our website, defiancecountyed.com, or your favorite podcast app like Apple, Google, or Spotify.